welcome to Faith Family in the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith Family in the Force is a podcast about just that. Our fate, our family, and our experiences as Oliver is in the Air Force. And for the current month of May, we're going to be re-uploading our Love Language series. We hope you enjoy the show. But first, a word from our sponsor. Did you know each year more than 400,000 service members and their families move? No, I did not know that. That's insane. So, our sponsor today is super helpful for all those moves you have coming up. It is Box Ops. It is founded by a military spouse and specializes in practical solutions for packing and moving. They currently offer a large collection of color-coded organization tools to help ease the move-in process. Their best-selling box labels come with stickers for 19 spaces and categories, as well as sizes for up to five bedroom homes. They offer a variety of bundles tailored for both DIY moves and professional relocations. They also just launched a new line of greeting cards for moving and real estate. So head to BoxOps boxops.etsy.com and use code movinghouse all one word all uppercase letters for 10% off their entire shop what's going on guys so today what are we talking about Annabeth we're doing our love language love languages series oh yeah part two of five and we're talking about quality time Mm, so quality time right where is that in your like love language reception uh i think mm, i like it <laughs> yeah i feel like <laughs> when i talk to people about quality time this one almost seems like a base of a of all of them everything kind of i would revolves say around okay this. i would say I don't need a lot of quality time. Right. Like if you just give me a, f- you know, a few minutes every day, like I'm probably good. <laughs> but those few minutes, I want it to be quality. Right. Like don't give me, you know, S- sucky. Like sucky quality time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that probably stems from the fact that you're an only child, which is very evident mm-hmm. uh, in everything you do. So oh it's like not necessary for you to have a lot of quality time right so anyways so we'll we'll dive in to the love language would you like to know what the book says about quality time let's um so as the usual i am not nearly as prepared as annabeth is but i'm here i'm here for a good time i'm here for a quality time nice thanks It says, by quality time, I mean giving someone your undivided attention. I don't mean sitting on the couch watching television together. When you spend time that way, Netflix or HBO has your attention, not your spouse. What I mean is sitting with the TV off, looking at each other and talking, devices put away, giving each other undivided attention. It means taking a walk, just the two of you are going out to eat and looking at each other and talking. I love that. Yeah. I definitely think if you're, it is a super common thing to 
construe our quality time with watching TV or in doing something mm-hmm. distracting while being together, which yeah. there is kind of quality time in that, but probably not as intentional right. as they're getting at here. Yeah. And since we've had Jude, like I would say watching a movie together has turned into more quality time because we can't just do that. Like right. it's a special occasion when we get to sit down and just watch TV or something together without Jude around and without other distractions. But I would say if we're trying to like actually have quality time and talk, like we're going to go on a walk probably. Yeah. He, the author mentions that like the walk and for us, even with Jude, because he just kind of sits in the stroller and plays with his cars and we talk that is for us, like the, the key quality time we get as well as um, if we get to go on a date, like I realized uh, last night, I don't like restaurants with TVs. I've never been like a huge fan, right? Because it's so distracting. I'd rather go to a restaurant or a place that doesn't have a TV. And so we can, I can actually like focus on our conversation and things like that. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the next section in the book. So we're using the five, lang- five love languages book by Gary Chapman, the military edition. If y'all didn't catch that last episode. So the next part in the book is talking about focused attention, like you were saying. And he says, it does not mean, quality time does not mean we have to spend our together moments gazing into each other's (laughs) eyes. It means we are doing something together and we are giving our full attention to the other person. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, I like quality time, like with us Mm -hmm. and kind of including like groups doing stuff. Yes. Uh, would be like a game night so like board games yeah, or uno phase 10 yes. because you can kind of have conversations while you're also mildly distracted mm-hmm. on trying to play like a card game or something right. but you can laugh and joke I, I just think that's like a great beautiful way to build quality time yeah i love that so he goes into a couple different things so one is quality timing For those whose primary love language is quality time, the military lifestyle presents special challenges. (laughs) For sure. As we both are aware. Yeah, most of our listeners uh, are probably aware of this. Just the copious amounts of challenges the military adds on top of really growing your love languages and Mm -hmm. honing those. Yeah, so obviously deployment makes that more difficult, which we'll talk more about at the end. For sure has the deployment stuff at the end of each chapter and then what I thought was interesting is he talks about in here when you PCS actually giving your spouse extra quality time because when they go to a new place they're losing friends Mm. that they would have had quality time with and they don't know new people yet so they might need some extra quality time and like care from you yeah, which for I thought sure. was a really good point. Yeah, that's definitely unique. I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but it makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so this is one of those things. Yeah. Put in the back of your head. Okay. And the next one is quality conversation. Different, which is different than words of affirmation. So like words of affirmation, the language of quality time also has many dialects. One of the most common dialects is that of quality conversation. By quality conversation, I mean sympathetic dialogue where two individuals are sharing their experiences, thoughts, feelings, and desires in a friendly, uninterrupted context. Quality conversation is quite different from the first love language. 
Words of affirmation focus on what we are saying, whereas quality conversation focuses on what we're hearing. Yeah, I like that. I think for to have like good quality conversation, Mm -hmm. like for us, it's getting it's like understanding your environment right we go on a lot of walks and that is for sure where we have quality conversations even when you're we have some had some really good conversations when we're on road trips and you're just in the car for a long time yeah absolutely so uh, manipulating that environment to like meeting Mm -hmm. not being super distracting but like having a task at hand i think leads to good quality conversations and i think with words of affirmation you're purposely saying things to affirm your spouse right in just quality time when you're having a conversation you're just talking about your day you're talking about a memory you're talking you know whatever you're talking about yeah and there might be some words of affirmation in there but that's not the like main it's not like the primary thing right yeah for sure and i think with just holding conversation with your spouse uh like someone explained to me like conversation in general is like playing a game of catch mm-hmm. you got to be able to throw the ball catch the ball and throw the ball back yeah you know what i mean so like go ahead so is he, there something in here he gives See? some practical tips of how to have quality conversations go for it one maintain eye contact when your spouse is talking that helps keep your mind from wandering and communicates that you're paying attention Two, don't listen to your spouse and do something else at the same time. Mm. Uh, Remember, quality time is giving someone your undivided attention. Three, listen for feelings. Ask yourself, what emotion is my spouse experiencing? Um, When you think you have the the answer, confirm it. So if I'm telling you a story and you think, I think that made her mad, then just... How did that make you feel? Right. Did you feel mad about that? <laughs> you seem that? mad, you know, or whatever. <laughs> um, for observe body language. So, you know, clenched fists, tears, frowns, eye movement may give you clues to what the other one's feeling. Some body language speaks one message while words are saying another. Mm-hmm. Ask for clarification. Um, and five, do not interrupt. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's a those are like all really good tips yeah just um, for in general for talking to anyone <laughs> yeah absolutely I it's so crazy too because as like your marriage grows and your relationship with people grows your conversations like how you hold conversations they become familiar with how you do it you become familiar with how they do it mm-hmm. and you, you normally would get better right as yeah. especially in a marriage or a partnership or whatever um, you're gonna get better and better at that and but, you can start to read more. You can know what they're about to say from their body language yeah. before they say it. Or if you're at a party together and you're like, you know, make eye contact, eye contact. and you know what the Let's other one's out of thinking. Here, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think one of the cutest things I've noticed in our marriage is when you get like, when I come home and you just like immediately like, I got to tell you about this. And you go, oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is so cute. She's so excited. I don't want to take that excitement from her by interrupting, right. even though I, if I just had a crazy day or whatever the case is, like, this is part of having that quality conversation. Yeah. Okay. The next section is learning to talk. Quality conversation requires not only sympathetic listening, but also self-revelation. When a wife says, I wish my husband would talk, I never know what he's thinking or feeling. She is pleading for intimacy. I think that's 
huge. Intimacy is not just, you know, mm. in the bedroom. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, absolutely. She wants to feel close to her husband, but how can she feel close to someone whom she doesn't know? In order for her to feel loved, he must learn to reveal himself. If her primary love language is quality time and her dialect is quality conversation, her emotional love tank will never be filled until he tells her his thoughts and feelings. For sure. It kind of reminds me of that meme where it's like the couple in bed and the guy's like rolled away and like to the side and she's like kind of mad and and like the little cloud bubbles like i wonder what he's thinking like blah 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 and he's mm-hmm. like thinking about why his car won't start yeah. or his motor. you know yeah. what i'm talking about <laughs> yep. that's like very don't do that guys like obviously mm-hmm. like sometimes our brains are scattered yeah and everything but and in general in our society usually it's harder for guys to be honest about their feelings absolutely and things. um you know there's lots we can we can do a whole podcast yeah, episode there's on that. lots about that but i mean what would you say to guys about like this about opening up to your wives and having that self-revelation i i would i would look at it from the standpoint of what do you have to lose like what front are you putting up like why are you wearing a mask mm-hmm. or carrying a burden that's really what it is why are you carrying this burden by yourself when you're married or in a partnership or whatever. And this other person wants to help carry that load or really get to know you. And they have your best interest at heart. Yeah. You know, there's nothing to lose by opening up and sharing. And if you're afraid that's going to make you look weak or uh, less manly, um, not necessarily like shame on you. Cause it's probably not necessarily your fault, mm-hmm. you know, from whatever reason or why you think that, but like, It'll be okay. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You got to sleep on the couch? Like, Well, and you think that that's going to hurt your marriage or hurt how your wife thinks of you. But if, you know, what he's saying is true, it's really going to help your marriage a lot. Right. I mean, and what do you, you try it once and maybe it helps <laughs> and then you do it some more and it's yeah. awesome. So he gives a um, exercise to try. Like push-ups? <laughs> no. <laughs> so you write down things that happen to you throughout the day and then across from it write down how it made you feel like Mm. so if you somebody was tailgating you and then you would write down that made me feel angry or a work project due in three days is making me frustrated and anxious yeah and basically you do this for a while and it'll just help you develop an awareness of your emotional nature and just being in tune with your emotions because sometimes you know we feel frustrated and then we're not even sure why Mm -hmm. or your spouse asks you how you're feeling and you're like actually I don't really know I like I haven't thought about it and if you're somebody who whether guy or girl and you've never really expressed your feelings like your hopefully your spouse doesn't ride your case about the fact like because once that comes out like oh I've really never expressed my feelings um you know my emotions I'm not sure how to how to express it then you're doing something for the first time mm-hmm. and like you're just not practice. you're just practice you're not gonna be good at it that's why you can get better at it and yeah. take time with it okay so the next is two personality types and I think this is so funny because it's me and Oliver. What? Exactly. <laughs> I haven't read this, guys. I just okay, pretend to talk so about it. So it's Dead Seas. You're a Dead Sea or you're a babbling brook. So. 
The Dead Sea personality type receives many experiences, emotions, and thoughts throughout the day, just like everyone else. Um, and they have a large res- reservoir where they store that information, and they are perfectly happy not to talk about it. Yeah, that's you. That is me. 100%. <laughs> so um, this has happened so many times. Your spouse might say, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking tonight? <laughs> and they'll probably answer, nothing's wrong. What's make, what makes you think something's wrong? And that response is perfectly honest. They're just content on not talking. That is so me. And Oliver yeah. gets so like, what's wrong? Why aren't you talking? What, you know. And now he has learned right. that sometimes I'm just like, I don't have anything to say. Or if we've been around like a other people a lot and i'm just like i'm talked out like i just need a break for sure you know what's funny about that is jude our son has also picked up on the what's wrong mom what's wrong mom what's (laughs) wrong dad yes okay and then the other extreme is the babbling brook um for this personality whatever enters into the eye gate or ear gate comes out of the mouth gate and there are seldom 60 seconds between the two whatever they see hear, they tell oh yeah that's you. <laughs> I'm, that's definitely me. Big storyteller. I <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, love that. Um, yeah, I don't. That definitely describes me. So he has a suggestion for this. I love this suggestion. Oh, I Lord. think we're gonna have to try it. Oh, no. um, so establish a daily sharing time in which each of you will talk about three things that happened to you that day and how you feel about them. So I think that's really good because it. It causes the Dead Sea personality to still share. Yeah. Think about their day. Think about how they felt. And then it helps the babbling brook personality just limit it a little bit instead of just babbling about every single thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll definitely try that and let you guys know how it works out. Yeah. Okay. And so then we have quality activities, which is another dialect of quality time. And I think this is how we would probably spend most of our quality time would be quality right. activity. I mean, yes, conversation. They kind of, they, they kind of bleed together. together yeah. yeah. Okay. So the essential ingredients in a quality activity is at least one of you wants to do it. Mm-hmm. And the other is willing to do it. <laughs> and both of you know why you're doing it to express love by being together. Right. So what are some of your favorite quality activity things that we do um one thing off the top of my head that we both love to do is go on walks or Mm -hmm. run so or something outdoors where we're like doing a physical activity together yeah that quality time i know we both enjoy that yeah um another thing that i like to do that you don't necessarily like to do is either go hit golf balls or play golf Mm mm-hmm Right. So Annabeth went with me recently to play golf and she just rode in the cart the whole time and I played, but she was there. The quality time was awesome. And she was able to give me words of affirmation after every single shot. (laughs) So I played lights out golf. I was dialed in. It was awesome. Yeah. What about you? Um, honestly, I like doing the podcast together. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This thing we're doing right now, doing the thing. Okay, so the question at the end of this chapter is, what in your marriage detracts from spending quality time? Uh, work. Yeah. Obviously, but like that's not not something I can't, your can't everyday change. work. Right. But when you have to go on trips, when you have to deploy, when you have to like fly late at night, you know, not out the of the or- yeah, not the nine to five work, right. but when 
the trips and deployments and other things come up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would say that's like the biggest one. I can't necessarily control all those. Right. Um, but something smaller I can control is um, like my cell phone usage. Yes. If I'm just sitting there scrolling <laughs> when we could be talking or having that quality time. Yeah. And or like if you're somebody who likes video games or some hobby where you're around each other. I don't I don't know. Like it can just be distracting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. The next part is I think like suggestions of how to do. Yeah. So these are some suggestions that the author poses uh, if, if your spouse's love language is quality time. Okay. And some of these like we've talked about already, um, but we'll all just hit them again. So the first one is take a walk together through the old neighborhood where one of you grew up. Oh, wow. Ask questions <laughs> about your spouse's childhood. Ask what are the fun memories of your childhood? Then what was the most painful part? Okay, this would be so fun. I don't want to go back to our hometown. Um, <laughs> Shout out, Cenotopia. It would be fun because Oliver and I lived on the same street yeah. in high school. We didn't, when we were like elementary school, like old, old house neighborhoods, it would be different. But I think it'd be fun to do that together in, on our old street. That would be kind of fun. Maybe we can make a vlog or something about it. Uh, <laughs> but the, the point on a lot of these to preface it is it kind of combines that those dialects he mentions yeah, uh, throughout the, the chapter and the conversation. conversation with like time. So you'll see that trend throughout these. Uh, another one is ask your spouse for a list of five activities he or she would enjoy doing with you. Make plans to do one of them each month for the next five months. If money is a problem, space the freebies between the, mm -hmm. we can afford, we can't afford this event. So that's to me like something like that is just being very intentional. Yeah, and planning. that's a good challenge. And we try to do a date night once a month. Yeah. So we usually would just go out to eat, but doing like an activity might be fun for sure. Besides eating. Um, we mentioned this one earlier. Think of an activity your spouse enjoys, but which brings little pleasure to you, such as NASCAR, browsing <laughs> in flea markets, golf. Tell your spouse you are trying to broaden your horizons and would like to join him or her in this activity sometime this month. Set a date and give it your best effort. I like that. Yeah. That one is just kind of helping you put yourself out there for your spouse, yeah. you know, and Be seeing, how, you know, do them doing something they enjoy and why they like it. Right. And then you don't have to do it again for like several months if you don't want to. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think this holds true in a lot of marriages, like the things that your spouse are interested in, you kind of become interested in as well, just mm -hmm. by proximity as well as like, that's what yeah. you're going to talk about and things like that. So that's good. All right. Plan a weekend getaway just for the two of you sometime within the next six months. Be sure it's a weekend when you won't have to call the office or have a commitment with your kids. Focus on relaxing together, doing what one or both of you enjoy. I love this one. Yeah. I love planning trips. If anyone wants to plan a weekend getaway for you and your spouse in the Florida Panhandle area, I'll plan it for you. Oh, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> I think we talked about setting you up like a, a business where you plan people's vacations and you like organize their lives. Didn't we talk about yes, that one time? But I, it's, I don't want to be a travel agent. I just want to be like, hey, you should go here to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just an influencer. Yeah. All right. Here's the last one before we move on to some of the deployment quality time stuff. So have a let's review our history evening once every three months. Set aside an hour to focus on your history. Select five questions each of you will answer, such as 
Who was your best and worst teacher in school and why? When did you feel your parents were proud of you? What is the worst mistake your mom ever made? What's the worst mistake your father ever made? What's the best thing? Stuff like that. And um, I like this one. Uh, what do you remember about the religious aspect of your childhood? Mm-hmm. Each evening, agree on your five questions before you begin your sharing. At the end of the five questions, stop and decide upon the five questions you'll ask next time. That's so fun. I think that just helps tailor like that quality conversation. Mm-hmm. And then you can obviously center this around an activity such as walking or golfing or whatever, yeah. right? Um, but I, we love reminiscing on the past um, specifically about like what we liked about it yeah. and things we didn't like. You could also do future questions though. You could yeah. say like, where do you see ourselves in 20 years from right. now? Or, you know, what, what was the question they asked today at church? What do you want to be known for? Yeah. yeah things like that are good questions too. For sure. And so we kind of touch on that a little bit on the deployment stuff, right? So as we mentioned in our last episodes with words of affirmation, which is probably the easiest love language to receive or give, mm-hmm. Uh, when you're geographically separated, quality time is difficult. It is. And I I think, again, when you're thinking about quality time while you're deployed, one, that quality time is going to be over FaceTime, over a phone call. Right. Letters or Skype. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be physically together. Yep. Two, you cannot expect that quality time to be two hours every day. Nope. (laughs) Like even two hours once a week sometimes. So when you have those phone calls and the time to FaceTime, if it's just 30 minutes, try to get the quality out of that 30 minute time you do have. For sure. So here are some suggestions, some things you can do. Um, there's There's a lot of good ones and they kind of piggyback off what we just talked about so here's one keep a phone journal jot down things you want to tell your spouse when he or she calls rule of thumb always say i love you before anything else just in case you lose connection we did this today (laughs) i called annabeth and i was like i love you and she's like i love you too what do you need i was like i see i said it first i went so but i like this idea of because there there's going to be time differences and just gaps in each other's days and stuff happens. This happened to me all the time The when Oliver was deployed. Stuff will happen, and I'm like, oh, I need to tell Oliver that. I can't wait to tell yeah. him. And then I would be like, I had something to tell you. I don't remember what it was. And then we just stare at each other awkwardly for, <laughs> so, like, the next 10 minutes. Even if it's just, like, a note on your phone, that's a great idea to things to remember to tell them or – you can text them. Yeah. Too, but. <laughs> so th- that's one thing too, I would encourage people, um, especially like parents and just people who want to like, when you're talking to someone deployed, especially nowadays with cell phones, it is okay to text them and not expect a response immediately. Oh, like yeah. if you have something to and, tell them, like text like, them and then be like, well, they'll text me when they're able to. Yeah. Not a people big deal. would say they wouldn't call Oliver or text him sometimes because they're like, I wasn't sure what time it was where he was, or I wasn't sure if he was flying. And then I'm like, well, if he's, if it's in the middle of the night and he's sleeping, like he'll read it when he wakes up or if he's yeah. flying, he'll read it when he gets back. You know, don't worry about that. Like, most likely it's not going to wake them up or mess up their flight. Like they have their phone on airplane mode and you know, do do not disturb or whatever. (laughs) So don't worry about that. And whenever they get the chance to text you back, they will. Yeah. That was that kind of, after a couple of deployments, I was like, you guys like, I want you to text me and stuff (laughs) and I'll text you, but like, geez. All right. So these two kind of go hand in hand. So I'll just read them um, together. 
plan a date with your spouse to meet at a pre-designated website and read a short article and discuss it over the phone or internet call. Or meet at a pre-designated website that describes a vacation destination you would like to go to when he or she returns from their deployment. So like it's kind of a different concept to get you like on the same web page or something and then move towards that quality conversation. Yeah, I would say going off of the vacation thing, just in general, making like a list of if you think of anything of like, oh, I really want to do this when we get when I get home, even if it's just like, I really want to eat some barbecue because I haven't had any barbecue (laughs) or like, oh, I want to go see this movie. I know it's coming out in a couple months and I'll be home by then, you know, whatever little things, big things that you want to do making like that homecoming bucket list. For sure. Um, so I like this one because this is something Annabeth and I kind of have done before. So read a book together, a chapter per week and discuss it the mm-hmm. next time you talk with each other. That's um, really good. If the book, if that's too much of a time commitment or you're not like a book couple, like we are, <laughs> um, there, you literally can just Google like, questions to ask your significant other Mm -hmm. and just once again hits on this quality conversation yep all right this one is ask your spouse to share his or her dreams with you try not to minimize them in any way just listen and show interest Mm -hmm. i like that one um same kind of concept of talking about the future and getting to like continually know your spouse because our dreams are changing like every week Mm -hmm. so we do our marriage journal every week go back I don't know a while ago we did an episode about it if you want to know more about it but we still could do that while we're deployed while Oliver was deployed too so that was really um good to do that once we can still be answering our questions and know like what can I do for you how can I pray for you this week um what's your dreams all of that we answer those every single week so that's really good too um, dream together about what you want to do after retirement from the military. So oh. just talking, talking about like, Hey, when I'm all done with <laughs> this stuff, what are we going to do? That's we, a fun one. Yeah. That's always a good one to talk. We talk about it. Um, whether it's like our dream home or even where, where we, we want to live. live, like who knows? Yeah. <laughs> we don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we talk about it. Um, this one I thought was pretty good for a more creative type. Um, uh, make a scrapbook of things that took place while the your husband or wife was deployed or away. You'll spend quality time reliving the memories with him or her after their homecoming. I like that. Yeah. I, I definitely could see you doing that. Mm-hmm. Like just a little bit more creative type. Okay. I'm surprised. Well, never mind. I was going to say, I'm surprised they didn't say watch a movie together, but that he says is not really quality time. <laughs> yeah. I actually low key. Do people still say low key anymore? I is that a so. thing? Okay, cool. So I remember a long time ago watching one of my youth ministers at like summer camp, him and his wife, whenever they were separated, they would watch a movie together, like Mm -hmm. one movie, and then they would record themselves watching it. It was really strange, (laughs) but then they, and then they would send like little five minute Skype phone call messages to each Uh other, like FaceTime messages or something. I don't know. It was way back in the day. And they would record each other. They would like always record them watching it. And that was like part of it. That's really funny. Yeah. It was just kind of strange. Now that I think about it, it's like a lot going on yeah. there, but it was really cute. And I was like, good for, I think his name was Andy. I don't remember. He really made an impact on you. He did. That one thing. I'll never forget it. All right. So let's see here. 
This one is good. I like this one a lot. Homefront spouses become more interested in a sport, hobby, or activity your service member or person deployed enjoys. Share what you are learning. You might even consider taking a few lessons to help you engage with your spouse in this activity when he or she returns. That's fine. If you, Do you want me to take golf Oh, lessons? my gosh. If you, like... When I get home and you're like, hey, like, let's go play golf. I want to try to play. And you hustled me. I would fall like so head over heels. Yeah, again. that's a really good one. I like that. Um, Roy playing the piano at oh, his on, wedding. On the at the, office. On the office. Yeah. yeah, that kind of made me think of that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. That's a good one. Okay. <laughs> All right. This last one. Um, I like this. And take it or leave it because it can make you homesick and things like that. But tell your spouse spouse things like, I can't wait to spend a day blank with you again. Fill in the blank with your favorite shared activity. It's not yeah. bad to talk about this stuff. And obviously when you're geographically separated, um, talking about memory lanes and things in the future can bring up emotions and it's good to process that and deal with it. And it can be <laughs> sad, but happy. So when Oliver is gone this last time, and he would say like, oh, I can't wait to be home. I miss you. I can't wait to hug you, to kiss you or whatever. But he would, he started saying that like pretty much right when he left. And I got so mad. I was like, don't say that. Like it, you just left. We're not even anywhere close to that happening. Really? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that. So maybe just be aware. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, I won't ever kiss you again. That's fine. No. <laughs> Well, do you have anything, any more words about quality time and the dialects of the language of love? No, I thought this was a really good one. Yeah, I enjoyed this one a lot more than words of affirmation, even though I like words of affirmation mm -hmm. more than quality time. But our next one we're going to talk about is the love language number three, receiving gifts, yes. which is not my favorite thing. My favorite. <laughs> All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed the show.